Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, good morning, good Saturday, good weather, well, better anyway. Good afternoon, coming up for good day for Cardinals this afternoon on KMOX. Right now, home improvement. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, uh, sponsored by Gutterworks. And my name is Scott Mosby. We have one hour, kind of a sprint this morning. If you've got questions about your home, the topic today, the show, and your questions and answers are all about your home. Home improvement, home maintenance, any kind of big projects you have, small maintenance, how to get the doorknob to work, this thing to operate, or if you're a do-it-yourselfer DIY this is your place. Phone numbers for the forum today, 314-436-7900, Come on, fa- Camo X family, all together now, 1-800-925-1120. Yeah, 1-800-925-1120. This is University of CAMWEX. I am Scott Mosby. I am at the podium today. We have a few more seats here in the back of the classroom. Come on in. The front seats filled up early. We have this forum every Saturday right here on University of CAMWEX. I am as well part of the CAMWEX family. Happy to be here for the last 22 years or 21 years anyway. I'm losing track of it there. I just enjoy my time on KMOX. I learn as much as I share, and this is really just one of the most favorite things I do. You know, in my week, uh, as well as, uh, you know, going to work at Mosby Building Arts, uh, that's my day job, if you will. Um, I am the owner with my wife of Mosby Building Arts. We are licensed architects. We have a full architectural firm, and around that is a construction company. We really are a construction company specializing in home remodeling, home improvements, and really home health, if you will. Um, That's kind of a backdoor answer because over the 20-something years I've been on radio, my personal experience, knowledge, and training has dramatically changed because the technology around the world has changed so dramatically. And I'm not talking about information technology, computers, and online stuff. It's as the building materials, methods, coatings, roofing products, siding, uh, coatings, for example, on glass windows, uh, when that changes, everything else around it moves or is affected positively or negatively. A good example of that is um, the very high technology glass coatings that go on insulated glass. Uh, It all started decades ago with NASA, National Aeronautical Space Administration, putting coatings on space shuttles, space shots, capsules, all that stuff. A lot of that developed right here in McDonnell Douglas, now Boeing. Uh, And those uh, technologies drifted down into building materials to the point now that we can reject or reflect enormous amounts of direct sunlight from glass. So that's where you have uh, window installers and manufacturers talking about the glass package that comes on a replacement window or a new window. All right, here's the news flash. Um, We are melting vinyl siding. Our glass 
packages. This reflective high-tech coating is so efficient that direct sunlight is bouncing off, reflecting off the glass to the neighbor's home, sometimes on vinyl siding and literally melting the vinyl siding because of the dimple, the indentation, because it's insulated glass, usually with a vacuum in between, so it sucks the two panes of glass together, and it creates like a magnifying glass effect. And it will literally melt vinyl siding. So things like that, and I use that only as an example. So things like that uh, affect um, electronics, computers in furnace, heating and cooling, uh, ground source or geothermal heat pumps, heat pumps themselves. All of that are things we talk about here on CAMOX. I have phone lines open 314-436-7900, toll free 800-925-1120. I want to uh, congratulate and uh, welcome Gutterworks. Uh, we have a new sponsor for the uh, Helitech Home Improvement Show. Of course, Helitech standing by always in support of today's show. And uh, anyway, I, I just want to uh, kind of put the ground rules out there. Give me a call. Any of your favorite products, uh, things that you want to talk about, 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. Uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about me or Mosby Building Arts, I invite you to check the website, callmosby.com, like telephone call, www.callmosby.com, or the phone number there at Mosby is uh, 314-909-1800, 909-1800. So anyway, it, it, it's just a, a, a spring is around the corner. We're into March, flirting with April, baseball cardinals today, big doings going on here. So cards in Tampa Bay, stay tuned, coming up here next. But uh, keep in mind, things around the home, as we prepare for spring, you know, Mike Miller in the Garden Hotline was on this morning, had some good tips about uh, pre-emergence and things like that. Uh, just be aware that as those weeds start growing, uh, people ask, when is a good time for me to clean and seal my driveway, whether it's my asphalt driveway, my concrete driveway, my wood deck, whatever it might be, patio, stone sidewalk, all those things. About time the temperature gets comfortable and I'm talking, there's air temperature, and then there's the building material temperature. So, example, for example, when the weeds start growing, the soil temperature is about 50 degrees or warmer, according to Mike Miller. So, you want to get those pre-emergence down before that time. Okay, so when the weeds start growing, now it's time to start thinking about cleaning your uh, sidewalk, your patio, your deck. And uh, keep in mind, we're not finished with winter. April is one of the largest snow months. March and April, March most definitely is, but April still, because of the unstable weather patterns, you can get whacked with some serious snowfall. I know, I know, we're just trying, we're, we're just trying to get used to the uh, warmer weathers today as we, you know, warm up a little bit. So if you're outside working, give me a call, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I know some of you do home, housework and homework with your headphones on listening to CAMWEX. If you've got any questions or suggestions, Tune them in. My name is Scott Mosby. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Gutterworks. We are open for business today, 314 436 7900. 
toll-free 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I am at your service, standing by right here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, welcome back. Scott Mosby here. We are live and lively. Phone lines open 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's go right to the phone lines here and uh, speak with my friend Mike. Mike, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you, my friend? Good morning, Scott. Um, I, I have a ranch house, and my it, it's my garage uh, mm-hmm. is, you know has a ceiling in it. And so all the way across from one end to the other end, it's open. Is that all right? You know, when you walk in the house to the garage right above that area, should that be sealed off? Uh, It should to the rest of the attic. So the concept, good question, by the way, Uh, your instincts are correct. If there's a fire in the garage, you you know, automobiles have gasoline and batteries and all sorts Mm -hmm. of things. Uh, So the concept is that there's a firewall and without a ceiling on the garage, the drywall or masonry or non-flammable something goes on the wall between the living portion of the house and the garage, and then up into and above in the attic area, so above the ceiling joists or ceiling line of that garage. So you should have a fire separation something, typically half-inch fire code drywall that goes all the way right up to the plywood or OSB or sheathing of the roof itself even if you have a, a ceiling you have a ceiling in the garage i have a ceiling in the garage even if you have a ceiling in the garage you should have a firewall separating no. that from the no house. your ceiling supply suffices with it if it's a if it's a proper gypsum drywall ceiling right um, it, is. it does right. yeah yeah then you're good because that supplies that separation of the fire you know just common sense i'm not right. necessarily a code wizard but i've had some really good code wizards over the year years that have taught me the common sense behind why stuff is so yeah good question thank you you can contain a fire in the garage which is pretty much the whole role of that fire separation thing yeah right what about what about heating, heating and cooling the, the living area does that make a difference? It's just I know it's ventilation in the attic, but yeah, not that... really. Just vents the attic. Not a big deal there. Uh, okay. I I, per- I particularly like the separation from a humidity standpoint. When I bring a car home that's dripping wet from snow or rain or whatever, you know that relative humidity is saturated. Right. You know, and and it's a, it's a handful. So I like having a good separation. And, and by the way, uh, Mike, that's why your garage floor is four inches or more below. Below the living floor of the house is those same gasoline fumes. They want to keep that separated, so it sits in a bowl. I see. Yeah, yeah. That's it. so. No matter you know, oftentimes you'll be in a higher garage and then you step down to the house, but it might have some funky four-inch rise concrete curb or something like that, and and that's what's uh-huh. behind it is the fire separation. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Mister Mike. Take care. Thanks for the call. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Next up, let's see what's cooking with my buddy Greg. Hey, Greg. Good morning. How you doing? And how can I help? Hi, Scott. I've listened to your show. I found it by accident. I live in central Illinois between Decatur and Champaign. And uh, I stumbled on your show a couple years ago, and I've been listening to it ever since. I just recently had a new HVAC system put in my home, Mm -hmm. a carrier high-efficiency 90-plus gas furnace and high-efficiency 
central air unit. It also nice. came with a smart thermostat. Yeah. And it has suggestions for indoor humidity. And I think the the indoor humidity recommend, recommendation for that is a little high. But I'm wondering about when cooling season comes up, what is the what would you say the the ideal indoor humidity is in a house? Uh, in summertime, zero. Zero. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm exaggerating there. For, uh, yeah. Yeah, but really, the drier the air, the faster the evaporation from our bodies perspiring cools the body. So that's why humidity is so important. Temperature is almost secondary. For example, out in the desert out west, you know, there, you know, that's why they say, oh, it's a dry heat. Don't worry. Well, it's because your body evaporates that moisture so fast it cools itself rapidly. Well, when we're running the air conditioner, which, by the way, is just a great big dehumidifier ideally it's hard to get relative humidity inside a house below 40 to 50 percent in the summer because you know the doors open and close you turn on the vent fan in the kitchen you know and it draws that humidity through the walls and nooks and crannies so generally when i turn turn my thermostat on to the to the cooling it said recommended indoor humidity between 20 and like 35 percent which i thought was i thought that was way too high uh, i understand no, it, about the evaporative, evaporative cooling and the, and the humidity but uh, no 20 to 35 to your opinion yeah. on that in St. Louis, you're going to have a handful because your AC doesn't run that much. If it's properly sized, it'll run, you know, five, eight minutes at a time, roughly, to pull right. that humidity out. But it's only running, you know, 40%, 30% of the time. So during that other time, the humidity continues to rise, 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 rise. You know, so you're only, you know, sucking the moisture out of the air a few minutes out of every hour. And that's why I don't think you'll ever get below 35% relative humidity basically what you're telling that ac to do is draw as much humidity out of it when it's running as you can uh-huh. and if you set I, it for 50 uh, percent it'll still run 100 all the time frankly to dry it out right good I question to put my system in and he was talking about uh the uh these new furnaces they have a condensate that drains into the line that they're, they're high efficiency you put your hand on the uh on the flue it's it's not much warmer than probably 50 or 60 degrees, but I've never yeah. seen a furnace that produced water when it was running like that. Well, the reason for that is when you're very inefficient, you're blowing enormous amounts of heat up through the flue pipe. So you're just wasting energy. However, that's hot air, and the hot air carries with it the humidity. When you cool it off, those that you get to the dew point, the condensation, so those humidity, both acid and moisture, those droplets come out of there. So that liquid that comes out of that high-efficiency gas flue has some acid in it. So be careful where you drain that um, condensate line. If you have it four or six inches away from your floor drain, It'll eat the concrete up, and it's the acid that condenses out of that flue gas, and that's why. Again, yeah. there's the that's technology the con- I was, yeah. That's what the contractor told me about this stuff. It's so uh, corrosive. That's why they use PVC pipe. And the one I've got mm. has got PVC coming out of the cabinet directly over the, the three- or four-inch uh, drain that's on the floor, the yeah. condensate drain for the air conditioner. So I'm anxious yeah. to see how much... Uh, 
how much my power bills would be saved this summer from my old uh, 25-year-old system. Well, it takes a, on the average, it takes a couple of years, in my opinion, because if you have a real hot summer or a real cool summer or winter and all that, you know, like this winter, we had we had a dandy. So, you know, it, it was more costly than last year winter to heat. So it takes a couple of yeah. years to average that out, I think, there, Greg. And we get the heat and humidity up here like St. Louis gets, you know. Uh, oh, I yeah. call them double days when it's 80 degrees and 80% humidity. <laughs> So, yeah, boy, okay, howdy. Thanks a lot. All right, good question, Greg. Thanks for the call. All right, take care. Uh, home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Let's take a short pause. When we come back, we've got some great, great phone calls on the air. We've got the cards coming up next here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, locked in a studio in the corner of the building right here downtown St. Louis. It is indeed Scott Mosby, KMOX, at your service. And I've got Bosco, my pet gerbil in the background, cranking away at the treadmill. And he's doing the duty on 50,000 watts. We get a little bit of help from Amarin every now and again, but Bosco's the, he's the guy. Uh, let's see what's cooking with my friend Patrick. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you, friend? Yes, I was wanting to ask you, I'm got stone on a house on a new house uh been built and i've got uh, anderson windows i guess coated with maybe some kind of vinyl or something on the on a uh, frame but uh, i'm wanting to i'm considering putting pure silicone clear silicone uh for the window of uh, in against the stone uh, do you have any suggestions or any reasons that i shouldn't and is there a difference between one brand of 100% silicone and another brand of 100% silicone? Well, Patrick, let me start with the material. Um, silicone next to your vinyl-clad Anderson windows is great. Silicone next to your stone is bad mojo because moisture will soak into that stone and permeate out and just release the bond from silicone. If you can keep that stone dry all the time it's a fantastic sealant and it will adhere but it doesn't so i would advise that you go to a material that's uh, a urethane um and it can be a one part urethane there uh, you'll go into a you know hardware store or one of the big boxes and instead of two three dollars for a tube of caulk you get around five or six for the silicone and then the urethane which there'll only be a few of because most people don't know what they are but you know on a hundred story building the glazers up on the 80th floor are using urethane uh, so I think that's good enough for us. So anyway, from a stone or masonry surface to a vinyl cladding on your Anderson windows, I advise a urethane. Uh, some of the brands are M-D, Macklenburg, Duncan. Um, but, you know, there, there are a lot of good brands. But that product is pretty much the um, state-of-the-art for uh Okay, Cielo. now, the urethane, is there uh, like 100% urethane or 50% or... Uh, and how does it hold up as far as coloring? Or I'd like to go clear on something just so that the stone be in limestone versus yeah. the white window framing. I didn't know if that would just be the best look or, or, or you know, and I... Now, that's a problem. That's exactly the issue. The urethane comes in colors. Uh, it is not a clear material. It's got too many solids in it to uh, really deliver a clear. Um, it, so your choice... 
is really to go to the color of the stone, a gray material, light gray usually. Uh, then you okay. have to get the edge because if you've, got, if you've got the brown Anderson or the tan or the stone, you, you need a really razor straight line. Uh, you just can't stick your finger on it and smear that stuff on the frame because then any difference in the coloration, you know, shows. So you may need yes, to run a white. Yeah, well, then I, I advise you run a masking tape down it straight, do your caulking okay. and tooling, and then while it's still wet, start at the top of the bottom and pull that masking tape off so that you get a pinstripe straight um, tape line for that edge so, so you have a, a really sharp-looking line. You know what I mean there? Basically, I use my thumbs for that, or... Yeah, but yeah. but make your mess instead of on top of the cladding of the window. Uh, tape, for example, um, you, you want to uh, caulk maybe an eighth to three sixteenths onto the frame of the window. Uh, then put your masking tape, could be three quarter inch blue tape, whatever, straight down, but leave it a three eighths or three sixteenths of an inch in, so that you make your mess on the tape. Okay. And then you pull the tape off, and you've got this straight line, which was the edge of the tape. So all of your mess you make on that masking tape. You see what I'm saying? All right. I, I, I'll, I'll stick the uh, – basically, try to hold it within three-eighths of an inch from the stone on the white uh, framework of the window then. Yeah, but what I'm saying is uh, if you if you don't use this tape – your finger will be unpredictable, and even if you tool yeah. it, and you'll just have a wavy edge on it. So I'm, ad I'm advising that you use a straight tape, kind of like a spray painting. When you pull that tape off, you're going to have a straight edge on there. Yeah, I'll go and use the blue tape then. And, uh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, I'm glad I talked to you on that, because uh, I was thinking sure to go silicone, and you're telling what you're saying. I'm glad I didn't do it, because uh, that could be a mess for me if it separates from the stone, so... Uh, oh, and it'll stick. Your, uh, yeah, thank you for yeah, your answer, and I'll be going with it's urethane and not polyurethane, right? There's a difference between them? They're really one and the same. Urethane, uh, it is a multi-urethane coating in the tubes, okay. but it's, you know, as you'll see it on the tube, it'll be urethane, U-R-E-T-H-A-N-E, urethane. Um, but if it uh, has poly mixed in, uh, poly also... Is yeah, it basically the same? Okay. You'll know everything on the on the label looks different, and it'll be frustrating because you're only going to get two or three color choices at a retail spot. You know, so you're going right. to know it's like, oh, I've got a hundred choices in silicone, hundred choices in latex, and three in urethane. Because most people just right, don't well, pay the money. I thank you for that. That's good information. Right on. Okay. Take care, Patrick. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Scott Mosby here, Home Improvement, KMOX. We've got the cards coming up, Tampa Bay. Stay tuned. Uh, we've got all kinds of things happening. Let's uh, visit with my friend Daniel. Hey, Daniel, Scott here. How can I help, friend? Hello, Daniel. Are you there? Yes, sir. Uh, right now, I'm on the highway going underneath the bridge, and I'm probably losing you, but uh, Scott, I I'm about ready to... Uh, replace re the wood decking on on my outside uh, deck. Okay. Okay. And my, yeah. question, and my question is, I know that I can go with treated pine. I know I can go with redwood, or I know that I can also go with uh, a synthetic material. Uh, your first reaction uh, 
Which which of the three? Um, well, treated pine is, you know, I'm just going to use dollars, is a dollar. Uh, synthetics generally are twice to two and a half, three times that for the materials. Uh, and there are other issues. I would ask that you look at some really hard woods, like an Ipe, I-P-E, diamond deck, uh, tiger wood. Uh, they sink in water. Termites won't eat it. The, the problem with that wood is it's so hard only carbide tip blades will cut it uh it's it's just really hard and it's about uh, about the same price as a synthetic um but it's gorgeous stuff the problem with it is it's so tight grained you can't stain it a pigment a color a stain doesn't soak into this stuff so it grays out like redwood does um or or cedar uh, either way uh so you, you have to be okay with that color but as far as a material it's a bomb proof material that goes right over the treated frame of the deck I, that's my favorite we do use synthetics as well at mosby but we've used about 15 of them and we like about two because the other 13 didn't pass muster and we wound up backing up warranties for companies that you know we're here and gone on the new fabulous synthetics so we're a little gun shy on synthetics we we only put in one or two would you would you share the name of the one or two manufacturers that you're happy with uh, not really, because I'm a little bit out of step on the ones that, that I really like. The people, you know, I, I basically would walk down to our production team and say, hey, what, what's the stuff that's uh, this week's favorite synthetic? Uh, and, okay. and they'll tell me. So, I mean, honestly, it's the, it, the technology in that changed so fast. There were problems with mildew and mold and delamination, uh, sagging, uh, racking. I mean, this stuff gets long and short and long and short with the sunrise or sun you know the sun um direct sunlight that it'll actually bend a deck from plumb straight up and down posts to an angle so there, there's a lot to synthetics you better know what you're messing with when you're putting that stuff on a deck okay. at an angle all right uh, yeah i wish i was better up on it i'm just unprepared material. daniel sorry uh, on this hard material that you're talking about this hard wood what kind mm-hmm. of fasteners do you use uh, you have to screw them. There's really no real nail because you still have to drill the hole to drive a nail through it. And then when you get a, a, a finished nail on it, it's hard to drive the nail down into that hard wood. So oftentimes with a wood that pretty, we use blind fasteners where we actually screw brackets to the bottom of the floor joists and then screw up from the bottom. Or uh, we'll use biscuit edge join mounting pieces. Uh, it, it's just when the this stuff looks like mahogany. It is, you know, it, the 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 reason it it showed up is uh, it was a slash and burn, um, you know, mess up the forest, clear burning out, and then they realized, well, wait a minute, you know, we can sell this stuff to those crazy Americans. We'll start farming it. So now there are holistic, you know, more respectable ways to build. Anyway, so ePay, Diamond Deck, Tiger Wood, things like that. Okay. I thank you very much. Okay, Daniel. Good luck, my friend. All right. Bye Bye now. All right. Next up, let's see. uh, I've got a couple more minutes here. Let's see if we can talk to my friend Virginia. Hey, Virginia, Scott here. Happy Saturday. How can I help you? Well, we have a reinforced concrete uh, driveway that's about 45 years old, and it's starting to have cracks in it. Okay. 
And we were wondering if it's better to replace that or to put that epoxy uh, pebble stuff on top of it. Uh, the pebble, pebble stuff in the Midwest, because of the freeze and the thaw, needs to be recoated every three to five years. So it's kind of like a high-tech coat of paint. It is an epoxy, uh, Virginia, but still, once you put it on, you will re-put it on and re-put it on and re-put it on. So it's kind of like paint on the outdoors. Um, It's beautiful, but uh, frankly, if you're 45-year-old on your concrete and it's starting to crack, I would either um, leave it alone or replace the concrete, frankly, because the Pebble Tech is about half the cost of new concrete. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks, Virginia. Good question. Bye. all right. Thanks for calling in today. Uh, had some good things. Stay tuned. Have the Cardinals coming up. Tom Ackerman uh, will uh, have the post-game show as well. But uh, live from Florida, we're going to have the St. Louis Cardinals uh, playing Tampa Bay today. So should should be interesting. And Oh, excuse me. Washington Nationals. My mistake here. Cards versus the Nationals or the Nats. Uh, we're going to see, uh, I don't know. Lots of fun things here on KMOX. Stay tuned. We've got lots happening. Good afternoon of experts. More coming up. I'll see you next week. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX, Helitech, sponsored by Gutterworks, right here on KMOX. KMOX.